Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Well, uh, thanks to Ed Delgado yesterday for joining me to talk politics. Now, as I ended my podcast yesterday with, time to talk a little hockey, a little sports with the boys, the Potters, Keith and Michael. Guys, welcome back in. Hey, Alex. Alex, nice to be here. It's been a long time since I had you. Actually, since the new year, I don't think you guys have been back, so I'm glad you're back with me. Um, I want to bring you on because there's this huge debate. Uh, especially on your page, Next Guy Up podcast, uh, about David Ayers, the emergency backup goalie um, for the Hurricanes, third stringer. And, uh, Keith, you called him an embarrassment. Meanwhile, I said, what a great story. Well, why do you think he's an embarrassment? Uh, first of all, thanks for having us on. I'm KP. My Mike is my cousin. We have a Next Guy Up podcast. Um, it's not really a debate going on on our page. It's more like a gang up going on on our page. <laughs> I, what I said was, what I said was, D- David Ayers is a great story. What a great thing for him. Excellent. What an embarrassment of a sport that someone can come in at 42 years old and actually compete, compete, not only compete, but win. Hockey's got to look into how does that happen? This guy is 42 years old. Has never been a professional hockey goalie ever, ever, never played at the professional level. How does that guy suit up at 42? At 42, get on your ice and compete. How does that happen, NHL? That's the embarrassment. Not David well, I, Ayers. Phenomenal Mike, story. That's Michael an embarrassment. Of professional on sport. Michael, I, I, I can't. You can't blame the NHL for this. There's only one team that, there's only one group of people that should be embarrassed, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay? That every, it's, it's common practice in hockey. Okay? Every team, every stadium, excuse me, not team, every stadium has an emergency backup goalie. Alright, you're, you're gonna hear them called the e-bug. Like that's the new phrase going around, right? The emergency backup. Every stadium has one. It's basically, a guy that played high-level competitive, uh, usually minors, uh, you know, upper-high juniors, stuff like that, um, that is a goalie that just basically gets season tickets and comes to every game in case, by some miracle, both goalies go down for one team. Because, let's face it, you can, only bring, you can only bring so many. There's only so much room on the bench. You can only carry so many goalies. The Hurricanes had an, uh, it's a fluke. This is literally the second time we've talked about it in like five years, right? It's, he's the first one to ever win, first of all. So that was history. But he practices with the Maple Leafs. You'll notice all his gear was all Maple Leafs gear. Right. It was all blue yeah. and white, had the Maple Leaf all over it, right? He practices with those guys. He takes shots from them. And then he comes to the games and he has a hot dog and he hangs out. And just in case, every stadium has one. You can't, if this isn't, I mean, it's a sport where you're only going to carry so many guys. If both I, your goalies I go down, it's a specialized just, position. Just, you can't just was, stick anyone there. I was you know? kind of upset that Keith was blaming the NHL. I felt like this is a story that can boost the NHL. You know, this is. Okay. Uh, Disagree. Yeah, Disagree. It's, it's, it's a yeah. league that's in disarray, and I think yes. something like this. This is why. Build it back up. 
This is why when you have when you have fringe fans like me, sports fans on the outskirts looking in, you want your professionals to seem like gods amongst men, like every other sport. I can't see a guy 42 years old skate onto that ice and compete. Can't see it. It doesn't bring me to it doesn't bring a fringe fan like me who's not into hockey but keeps an eye on it but not really into it. Doesn't it, the story phenomenal? Disney movie excellent. Get that, that Dennis Quaid to play him. Put him in the goalie. What a feel-good moment that is. But if you're trying to build a league, you're trying to get fringe fans over there, you can't just roll a 42-year-old out of the, out of the back. Like Mike said, guzzling beers and, and drinking and eating hot dogs. I get the system. I get it. I get this is what they do. But why can't you have like a guy who actually played the professionals be that, be that guy? Why, why does it gotta be this, a 42-year-old Zamboni guy? Yeah. Well, I think as, as, I think the reasoning was because you shouldn't be able to get out there and compete. Name another sport where that can happen. Name another sport where can I get a guy out of out of out of the out of the stands to go to go three for four or 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 or, or, pitch, or pitch seven innings? Yeah, you might get a, a a number, or you you might pitch strike a guy out once, but you're not going to play two periods. You're not going to go and play seven innings and pitch a gem. You're not going to. No, no. So wait a minute. So you're telling me you're telling me you don't think that there's a shot that let's say there was a triple A. A guy that was a triple A catcher for 10 years. All right, let's, let's make it, let's keep it even here. This catcher is very specific, right? Uh, this guy's walked down, not a lot of running. Is he 42? Not a lot of running. He's 42. He's 42. He's not doing a lot of running. He's not doing a lot of running. Not a chance. Not you don't think he'd get out there and catch a game? Not if he's even in a, decent shape and he practices, practices with pro teams? At the professional level? Absolutely. You are at the major league time. level. There's no way that's happening. You are I zero chance. Zero I chance. I think it could happen. Very, I mean, I, I just think that gonna, it can happen. Things so like you're telling happen. me, you're zero. really telling me, Keith, listen, listen to all the words that I'm saying before you cut me off. You're telling me a 42-year-old AAA retired catcher who practices with the team just about daily, okay? Uh-huh. He's taken live BP with the team, mm-hmm. so he's in shape enough to practice and take BP. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me he couldn't get in a game and catch in an emergency? Name a 42-year-old backup catcher that can do it, that practices with the team and is with the team. Just name the guy. Well, they don't so have it in help. baseball. They don't and have it in baseball. There's no comparable – to this in any other sport, but you can't tell me that if a guy's practicing with a team every day, that he can't be expected to go in there and at least l- listen. He only made eight saves. Alex, Alex I'm sorry, I, I know jump at any time. But practice with the team every day. He yeah, did not practice. He practices once in a while. Once and a while. But by the way, if you want to listen to these boys. Continue on, please do. They'll be on tonight with their next man podcast. Next man up podcast. Oh, am I even getting the title right? When is your podcast airing uh, on Wednesday? It's next guy up, and it'll be out tomorrow night or tonight. No, tonight. This tonight. Well, actually, tomorrow. Okay, it goes out late tonight, so tomorrow. So tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to hear more of my craziness, yeah. but oh, no, not a chance, guys. Like, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. This isn't Hollywood. This is. This is. This is you're, special. you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> This is why I brought you guys on, because I think it can happen. And uh, Also, can we talk about the correlation between the 40th anniversary of the USA team winning it with the miracle? This guy has a miracle. I mean, almost to the night. Almost to the night, Alex. It was the 22nd when that happened. 
So it was to the night. You can't make that up. The story is phenomenal. I, I would say, I even said on the page, which just got ignored. The story is great. It should never happen. NHL should it should never happen. You should your you sh- your league should be so good that like when he went in, he gave up two quick goals, right? There should have been every shot on that. Should, almost every shot on that should have went in. If the if these guys are are supposed to be the best in the world, every and that's shot. Why, that's shot. why you have all the right in the world to pick on Toronto. Do you understand? Toronto mm-hmm. only got ten shots off on him. Well, also that's Carolina, unbelievable. And, and he's, he's, nothing. He's, you understand? I could get in net. I you could get in net and probably stop. Eight Why out of ten. The Hurricanes play that defense for their regular goalies. Why do they serve the wagons for this guy? Well, and that's what I said, and I made that comment that if if the Hurricanes played like they did for airs, like they do for their regular, you should see tonight's shit show on ice that they got going on. I don't know who showed up tonight. I'm. I wish they would have put airs back in there. They were down three one when I walked away. Well, yeah, they have a serious problem, and uh, we'll follow that as well because Morazic and the other guy is out. Now, guys, I want to switch gears a little bit. Please tell me you're covering the Severino disaster now that is Tommy John. I mean, this started with, all right, he has tightness in an arm and whatnot. Then it becomes this. This Yankee offseason, losing CC to retirement, Paxton's been on and off as well with his health. I mean, this is a disaster start, and is it not, to the Yankee pitching rotation? Not the start they wanted. Without a doubt, not the stuff they want to bring in and Garrett Cole spending all that money and actually putting uh, work into their into their into their rotation for the first time in a while, bringing in the big name. They haven't done that since CC since back in two thousand nine or two thousand eight, right. whenever they brought CC in. You know, so obviously it's not the stuff they wanted. But Mike, I um, mean, you know, Alex and Mike, they 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 did a great job by holding on to Hap. You know, they did a yeah. great job. With that. You still got Tanaka. You got Hap. You got Montgomery, who's throwing the ball really well. And and you got and you got the kid. Um, his his name's escaped me right now. Uh, uh, uh Danny uh, Garcia. You got Garcia. Yeah, you know, I think they're gonna. I, I think they should hold off on Garcia. They're still fine. Yes, it's a blow when you lose a Sebs, especially after signing that contract, that long extension, and then basically not pitching since. That's always that's always a blow. And also Paxton is a blow, but you'll get him in June. Yankees are still in good shape because they play him. The, the AL East that just turned into a triple A division anyway, you know? So it's I, as a Yankee fan like you are, I can understand what you're, what you're saying, but don't give up yet. They're still pretty good shape. And of course we all know life is bigger than sports. And so I'm just praying for him right now. Look, this Kobe crash has really set me in motion of why do you get all worked up about sports? We see how fragile and, you know, we see vulnerability with these, with these guys highlighted by the Kobe crash for sure. So I'm just praying for him. I'm not thinking about on the field stuff at the moment, but it's just it, it's not a good good deal right now. Now you guys, the Mets with the Cohen disaster, with uh, Peltria maybe manager now he's fired, bringing <laughs> Luis Rojas. You guys have a competition going on for that fifth spot in the rotation, and believe it or not, the Mets actually have a healthy competition after all is said and done. Pretty amazing, don't you think? Okay, so Mike, what do you think? I'm excited for it. I think that I think that, um, and I'm the ever pessimist, so don't I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> but you know what? Tebow hit a home run today, so things are looking up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think you know the Mets have. I said it a couple weeks ago on our podcast. The Mets have been, regardless of all this off field, and I mean I'm I hate the Will Ponds as as much as the next guy, if not more. Um, 
the Mets have been putting too much talent on the field these last couple of years to be playing as poorly as they have been. Um, and something needs to change. I mean, two-time Cy Young winner leading the pack, you know, as your ace. We had right. the Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, you got guys like McNeil and Nimmo who are just spark plugs. And Conforto, oh, I mean, guys that hopefully Cespedes comes back healthy this year and can actually produce something for the Mets. I mean, there's just too many names and too much talent on that field to make excuses for anything other than that they're underperforming. So, um, I, honestly, I, my least concern is the fifth spot in the rotation. I always count that as a loss anyway. It's okay. I'm good with that. Just eat innings, let the other four guys get a rest. I would love a, a quality fifth starter, but it is what it is. I'm it. more concerned about getting the team to, to perform on the field one for now, eight. Do you guys, do you guys dig in really deep and follow every game in spring training? or do you take? I do. I do. I'm following, I'm following very closely. And Mike, I'm going to disagree with you on one thing you said. I loved everything you said at the bottom. They don't need they, they actually don't need to have that quality fifth starter this year because Luis Rojas and, and BV Dubs, they actually are going, looks like they're going to adopt this new, uh, opener role for the fifth spot. And they also have a very healthy, like Alex said at the beginning of this, a very healthy competition with Waka and Max for that fifth spot. Now, if they have, if they go to that opener, if they have the best type of opener they can get, you know, and when I say the opener, I'm like the guy that Mike, that you, you actually brought up four years ago, the guy that pitches, starts the game two innings and gets the hell out of there. Seth Lugo is, is, is perfect for that spot. Perfect to have an opener, hand the ball over to Walker or Matt or whoever's hot. And, and then you got Fantasis and you got Familia, who's actually slimmed down a lot. And you got Diaz, who worked with Pedro in the offseason. So I hope something's going on there. Uh, as a Met fan, I'm, I'm happy with that fifth spot. I'm happy, like Alex said, for that healthy competition. And I'm happy that Luis Rojas is a young, kind of a smart. He, he, he takes in the analytics. He takes in everything. He also is the, the son of Felipe Alou. So he has that pedigree. I, I'm happy with the way things are progressing. In spring By the so way, you far. just spoiled my you spoiled my trivia. I was gonna say something about Alou, and you blew. Oh, my, I paused. I paused. <laughs> we but can talk about his, you can talk about his brother pissing on his hands to uh, to, 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 to to help out his age. You want to do that? So yeah. when when you retired, though, everybody was on the, like, who's this quality control guy? Well, we're seeing it now, and I, I'm uh, I think he's gonna be ending up turning out well. All right, I gotta ask you these guys this question, guys. Yeah. Are you going? Are you going when the Astros come to town against the Mets? Because I will plan on being there. You really want my opinion on the Astros, Mike? You go first. Well, I live in North Carolina, so odds are I'm not going to be in, in New York for uh, many games this year. Um, I, I probably wouldn't. Um, That's the bus. This is bus. I, I, I probably wouldn't be going to any Astros games just based on I don't like people enough. Um, I already don't like people. Those people are just going <laughs> to irritate me even more. I'd much rather just sit at home and and, and watch the game in the, the confines of my house. If I haven't turned off your listeners with my heirs' opinions, just mm-hmm. wait for my Astros' opinions. Okay, I'm rooting for the Astros this year. I am rooting for them. I think what happened this with this with this cheating scandal. I think they got ahead of themselves. They got into this thing, and they just they just it, it just got way out of hand. They got way out of hand. They're not doing themselves any favors by the way they're apologizing, quote that unquote. Media tour do, is the worst media tour. Yeah, they're doing doing a bad job with that. But they're still a very talented team. Look at the road numbers. 
Look, 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 just look at the road numbers for that year. They didn't need to do that damn garbage can thing. It's silly, too. It's silly. It's silly when you break it down and you really think about it. Forget about all the media. Forget about all the stories. Forget about everything. Think about it for yourself. Anyone who's ever been in baseball, and, and, and Mike has brought it up in our podcast plenty of times. You hear the bang. So does the catcher. So does the umpire. So does the pitcher. I, I mean, how does this get that far? How does this get that far? How do, I, 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 the Yankees, they changed their signs. You remember them in, in the playoffs looking at the, at the rim of their cap. They were changing their signs constantly. How does this, how do they still figure it out? How does this still help so much? How, well, we, this is what we, I was trying to figure out, guys. I was trying to figure out what does the brain click when it says, oh, a change of – like, there's no I, way I don't you get, can really scientifically say the brain changes it. when you know the, the sign. I don't know how I, that works. But they did it. They did it, and they were, and they were cocky about it, and they were in, in your face about it, and that's why everybody hates them so much about that. But they're still a very talented team. So no, I'm not going to boo them. I'm not, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to hiss and I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to piss on them. I'm not going to do all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to sit back and see how they, what they do next. Did they learn from this? Are well, they going to be able to pump? I'm calling the Homer Simpson of the, in the bushes when, uh, when Jessica Mendoza said, Oh, you know, I, I'm going to rip Mike Fires because actually we're in all rights to rip Mike Fires because what he did while it was maybe a service, but to keep the Astros World Series ring just drives me up a wall. Like you're going to cause all this trouble and still keep right. your ring. I mean, right. what, 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 what in your psychology? What? Because you're on the A's and you're getting beat up now by these guys. Is and he goes to Detroit. Is? He goes to Detroit right after. Right, I hear say a word in Detroit. He goes to the A's who are in the AL West, and now he's starting to chirp. That doesn't. That doesn't bring anybody's. That doesn't make anybody think. Jonathan Lucroy. He, he, he's the one that said, oh, we, we, you know, we changed our signs all the time. We knew about this. John Lucroy waited until he was signed by somebody to say it. Cause why? Cause Lucroy might have been signed by the Astros. So why, why would he go step out and say anything? These guys, they wait till they're in these spots to say these things. They're not up front. They're not, they're not people to, to, to cheer on themselves. Mike Fires didn't blow any whistle. He didn't blow any whistle. He's just trying to take down the team. He, he, he said something to a reporter at the Athletic. He could have said it right then and there. If he was such a good guy, he should have said, guys, let's stop this. He could have stopped it. He could have stopped it at any moment. So stop it for everybody who's, who's saying this. Mike Fires is such a great guy to say baseball. And he didn't do that. He, didn't do, he was cheating, too. He got okay. his ring, too. He's in that parade, too. I've got, I've got a theory. I don't know if I've floated on this podcast yet because I've been a little worried about it if someone picked it up. But, guys, i got to be honest. The timing of the Astros reporting – or the, the athletic report on this was eerily close to the hiring of Beltran. If the Mets don't hire Beltran, none of this comes out. I'm saying that right now. All right, Mike, what do you think? I mean, that's that's possible. I don't know. I also think Mike Fires is kind of a baby. Um, I just well, like how come it, it took him a week after Beltran got hired to come out. It's just very strange timing to me. Well, and again, I mean, like like Kate. Like you and KP have already touched on with him, like he only did it when it benefited him. But he's, re- I mean, when it was ben- when them doing it was benefiting him, he didn't do anything about it. He knew what was happening then. If it, if you were really that big of a man and it really bothered you that much, why didn't you say something then? Why didn't go you? The league like you why didn't? To. Yeah. Why didn't you report it to your the owner? And then if the owner didn't do anything, why didn't you report it to the commissioner? Be like, hey, we these guys are cheating right now, especially as a pitcher. If anybody gave a shit, it should have been the pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're directly making other pitchers look bad. And if any other team was doing it, 
the the Astros pitchers would have been up in arms about it. And commissioner, so I mean, don't yay nay. Did you like his handling of it? I I think he should have just kept his mouth shut. I I mean, really, beam them when they come to bat, and let's move on. Like well, pull that, in between the numbers and move on. That the throwing of the you know throwing inside that that rule was actually before the scandal. They were just reminding people of that. They wanted to put that in, in, into effect before. I know it sounds silly and it looks bad because social media is taking it to the next level. But it it really was announced last year they were gonna they were gonna crack down on that. But I, but the commissioner no because he didn't handle it right, uh, Alex because he he's just so wishy washy and it just it just really there wasn't a good way of handling this because. It's it's tough. It's tough because they had to give the players immunity if they wanted to get if they wanted to get the right answer. So once the immunity's out there, you can't punish them. Taking away the title is punishing the players. Now the players have a grievance if you do that. So they they really back themselves in the corner for this. They they back themselves into a into a into a very tough corner to get out of, and they don't have the talent to get out of it. So you know it looks bad to the public. Not not so much you know the minorities like us like me or Mike. We see it differently, but to the major public, it looks bad. So, yeah, if 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 you look bad that like, like that, your commissionership is 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 going to go down as a failure. They should right. have a forty-two-year-old come in and pitch a no hitter. Ah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They should pull All a forty-two right. out of the stands more. to pitch a no hitter. That'll fix it. Yeah. Two more topics I want to wheel in with you guys really quickly. Uh, topic number one. Kobe's death, NBA handling of it. I think the NBA's done a great job. I think the whole league has really stepped up with this. Um, I did have an issue with LeBron James kind of making it about himself the day after. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but look, the Lakers are just moving along, and I think um, they will have this to carry them through the rest of the year. What do you think, Mike? I mean, um, so basketball's kind of out of my wheelhouse, but I can – I I think the, what the NBA did was was appreciative for a guy that did a lot for the league. Um and it was a tragedy. I have no idea what LeBron said to be honest. The only thing I know that was said was Michael Jordan said he wasn't going to cry because he didn't want to be a meme for another 5 years. That was so Which was that, that I thought that ice. was hysterical. Um that broke the ice Past that though, I didn't listen I didn't follow any of that stuff. Um I just I'm, if you guys listen to our podcast at all, if some of your listeners come over to our, you know, check us out, um, I draw a very fine line between on field and off field with players. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, here, Keith, we're not going to get any listeners from this between your, your <laughs> views on airs and what I'm about to say. So I think most professional athletes are terrible people as a whole. And because I think that, I refuse to follow anything they do off the field because if I follow them off the field and they suck at life there, it's really going to taint my view of the sport and how they, and who I can cheer for. So I have to, I have to completely dis, disengage the two things. I do not follow any athlete off the field. I don't care what they do. Like just go on the court, field, ice, arena, whatever, perform entertain me and then I'll see you next time you do it. Um, I just don't follow personal stuff and the Kobe passing away as tragic as it is definitely fell into the personal stuff side of things. Um, I have my own opinion of Kobe. That's probably not all that popular. Um, so I just kind of, meh, 
But it, it looked nice what they did for him, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, athletes are terrible people. I think they're just people. And I think we, we all have our good and we all have our bad. And, and you know, you, you, can't, you can't put them on a pedestal. You can't knock them down uh, when, when they fail, too. When it comes to Kobe, I was touched by it. I'm not a big basketball fan like Mike, but, the, but Kobe transcended basketball because, you know, I did read his children's book. I did, I did see his, 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 uh, his documentary. I, uh, I followed him every time he was on Kimmel and on Fallon, and I really enjoyed the way he was with his daughters and the way he was uh, coming back from what he did years ago and making up or whatever he did, didn't do whatever that was. But the fact oh, that he didn't get so much of a traffic ticket after that makes me believe like, you know, something got caught up there. I don't know. I don't know. Was it there? Neither were you, neither were you. None of us were. But, but the, the, like you brought up LeBron James. I think LeBron James gets un, he's like the Alex Rodriguez of basketball now. And he, the guy can't sneeze without people like getting on his case about it. So he's under a microscope. He put himself there. He put himself there. Don't get me wrong. He put himself there. But, uh, you, yeah, and, and I, I find it hard to judge people when they're mourning. There's no real good way to mourn. So I don't know what he said that offended some people, but he definitely well, no, didn't really go about it the right anybody, way. But I just picked up it as, you don't have to say, oh, and now look at me, I'm in a Laker uniform. That's kind of what he said. And it was a little yeah. bit like, uh, that wasn't the time and place. Like, focus. See, that's the Alex Rodriguez. That's the, like, you know how Alex Rodriguez couldn't get out of his own way when he was a basketball player? But now everybody loves him. I think LeBron James is kind of the same way. Yeah, I, I don't know. Your team, by the way, <laughs> might own your team. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind one it. Topic, one last topic, by the way, on the ice. Congrats to Alex Ovechkin. While I have a moment to think of it, seven hundred goals. I respect him over Crosby a thousand times more. Um, so congrats to Ovi. But one last thing, XFL. Are you even following it? Is it worth the hype? What What are your thoughts? Are on that? we following it, Mike? Well, Davis. Alex, Alex, you have officially proven that you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, brother, but you apparently don't listen to us because we are all in for the yeah, NFL. All we, in that. We are yeah, all up we, in that XFL. We have covered it in depth. I personally love it. Um, I think that yes, it is definitely not NFL quality play, and it never will be. Okay, there's a reason the NFL guys are the NFL guys, and they're not in the XFL. However, the rule changes that they've made, um, the insight that they've given you with replay and the the coaching and officials and the the behind-the-scenes type stuff and everybody wearing a microphone that you can hear all the time, uh, the the sideline interviews mid-game, right after plays happen, so you get, like, really, like, you can see emotion in people's faces and them trying to hold back cursing. It's fantastic. Um, they don't hold it back all the time, is it? Yeah. You remember the, the kicking XFL of old when they were like owned by McMahon? What's that? Mike, uh, the XFL of old owned by McMahon. That was some crazy stuff way back when. Yeah, he yeah. owns that. He's he staying out of it. Too, he just stayed he, out of it. Yeah. He's making it about football this time. It's right. not about it's not about wrestling. It's not about the XFL or excuse me, the WWE. It's not about Vince McMahon. He he got real legit football people to put this league together. And help it run. Oliver Luck is doing a fantastic job. Um, there's real rules for real football. They've taken the best of college. They've taken the best of the NFL. They've merged the two. Um, with receivers only having to have one foot in bounds like it is in college, you've allowed real true above, above average athletes to make more plays. Okay? The kicking game is interesting again. It's fun to watch again. Kickoffs are fun because now there's actually people running. Pretty much in the NFL, you can watch a game. Every kickoff is going out of the back of the end zone 
every team starts at the 25. You might as well at this point just get rid of kicking in the NFL. You don't need it. Just everybody starts at the 25 and you start there. That's what happens anyway. Okay, there's very rarely that a guy takes the ball in the end zone and actually tries to run it out. And when he does, it's usually not that, I mean, 99 out of 100, he doesn't make it past the 20. So the XFL has found a way to safely encourage kickoffs, okay, by lining everybody up so close, you're taking the element of guys running 40 yards at full speed and slamming into each other out of it and minimizing injuries there. And at the same time, you've incentivized the return guy, if it bounces inbound and goes in the end zone, your team starts at the 15. Right. That hurts. At the same time with the kicker, if you kick it straight into the end zone, guess what? The team, the other team is starting at the 35, which hurts your team. So you have to – there's a give and take there. The, the clock management stuff that they've done with it is fantastic. Yes, the play is not the same as the NFL, granted. But if you go into it knowing that and you don't expect to watch NFL-quality football – if you expect to watch more of a college football level of performance, it is very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. And to bring this – I did that bring, last year and I was excited. I, I was having fun watching because I'm like, oh, football's back. You know? Yeah, right. And we, just, and we just ended a week ago. But uh, with that being said, I definitely got to catch up on your thoughts on that on the podcast and so much more. I mean, my listeners will do the same. Next Guy up with Keith and Michael, my my guys, my sports guys, and uh, maybe we'll see at City Field this year. Uh, Keith, absolutely, knows? absolutely. Before we go out, I just want to say how much I appreciate you and how much you inspire us. We really enjoy uh, everything you do with podcasting, with your with your video, your little videos that you put up while covering the Yankees and just watching the way you go out throughout life. Love your posts, love your political stuff. Not a political guy, but I love I love your opinions. Love reading all your stuff and really appreciate you bringing us up. Yeah, well, we really do appreciate it, Alex. Thanks so much. You got it. And, yes, I will be sure to listen tonight. Or, yeah, tonight. It's Wednesday. So tonight <laughs> I'll be sure to listen. So. Yeah. Now, don't worry, guys. I'm not always this crazy. I'm a little lit up. And the heirs, uh, a guy who had a kidney transplant and, and, and what he went through and, and the fact that he lived his lived his dream is amazing. To to to, to the real me says guys, that. I got news that my one kidney's doing well. How about that first? All right, that's so, that's that's a reason to celebrate. All right, I gotta get home to my girlfriend. I'll talk to you guys brother. soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. you so guys. long, Alex. I'm Alex, I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.